Hello and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And together with our world-class coaching team, we've helped more than 6,000 women over 40 to fit back into their favourite clothes over the past decade. For more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to reveal the best breakfasts for menopause weight loss. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's podcast. So a common question we get asked about how to lose weight over 40 is, what is the best thing to eat for breakfast to lose weight as a woman around menopause? We've worked with so many women around menopause who felt stuck because they didn't know what breakfast would set them up to get the scales moving and see amazing results, or even whether they should have breakfast at all. So they'd eat things that they thought were really healthy, so all the normal sort of breakfast options, but then they'd find they'd step on the scales at the end of the week and see zero movement, or maybe they'd even be heavier than they were before. And when you're not seeing results, it's very hard to stay motivated, which is why a lot of women end up giving up leaving them stuck, unable to get their weight under control, choosing clothes to cover up problem areas rather than wearing things they like, hating shopping for clothes because nothing fits quite right anymore, especially in the more trendy shops, and staring at a wardrobe full of amazing clothes they can no longer wear. Also just worrying that this is the part of the aging process they'll have to accept. And the reason this happens though is simple. So women's bodies and hormones start to change around the menopause, And that can make it easier to gain weight, especially around the middle area, and it can make it harder to lose it again with normal methods of dieting or normal breakfast foods that you might have had before. But when you know the best foods to eat for all of your meals, including breakfast around the menopause, which definitely work for women who are in their 40s and 50s, you can quickly and easily get the scales moving and drop one to two stone in as little as 12 weeks. So in this podcast today, we're going to reveal the best breakfast to have around menopause so you can achieve all of your fitness goals. Okay, so the best breakfast needs to nail three things. We're going to make it as simple as possible. So the first two things are it needs to be high in protein and high in fiber. And the reason for this is both of these things slow down your digestion. Protein is hard for the body to digest and fiber slows down digestion. And this has a load of benefits, so it will keep your energy level steady throughout the day, which is something a lot of our clients say to us before they start is they have really low energy or really, uh, you know, fluctuating energy levels around menopause. This will also help to avoid hot flushes because vasomotor symptoms like hot flushes are triggered by sudden releases of energy, whether that's from um, eating too much sugar or eating just a pure carb breakfast. When you eat protein and when you eat fiber, this slows down that digestion process. And I would say it's kind of like putting a big log on a fire rather than pouring petrol on a fire or putting a piece of um, a piece of newspaper on the fire, which just releases a flash of energy and then it's gone. So protein and fiber are much more like putting that big log on the fire. It will release energy for hours and hours afterwards very steadily. And the last benefit of this is protein releases something called, um, it triggers the release of peptide YY which basically is a, um, a signal to your body that you're full. So it'll signal to your gut and to your brain that you're full, so you will no longer feel like eating. So really, the protein and the fiber are setting you up for success for the rest of the day so that your cravings are under control. And then the other thing you wanna do is to minimize processed carbs. So processed carbs are gonna be things like corn, which is turned into cereal, so corn flakes, crunchy nut corn flakes, um, things like wheat, so flour, wheat is turned into flour, um, and then it's turned into things like bread, into pastries. That's heavily processed. It doesn't look anything like the wheat sheaf on the plant. 
And the problem is when these things are really processed, then they spike blood sugar. And these spikes, again, can cause those vasomotor symptoms like hot flushes. They can also um, cause a big energy crash as well. So when you get this big blood sugar release from this pure carb breakfast, which a lot of people are eating, whether it's a bowl of cereal or it's a, a yogurt with some fruit. Yes, it's got fruit, but it's still mostly just sugar if it's a fruit yogurt. What will then happen is you get this big spike of energy and this big crash. And then you're going to have more cravings when it crashes and you're going to be craving sugary foods to get that blood sugar back up as quickly as possible to a safe level. And it will set you up on this energy roller coaster all day. So you're kind of going up and down and every time it comes down, then you'll crave sweet things and then you might end up eating sweet things like biscuits or um, or other processed carbs like a sandwich at lunch and crisps. And then all day you're going to be craving these things. So it's really, really hard to succeed and it's going to make you feel worse around menopause because it's going to make all of those symptoms a lot worse. So the fundamentals of a good breakfast, just to recap, you need to be high in protein, high in fiber, and minimal processed carbs. And ideally, the last thing is not too many calories. So it's not the only thing that matters because you can eat low calories from something that's all processed carbs, like a yogurt or a piece of toast with, with honey or with jam or even a small bowl of cereal. But that will then set you up to eat loads all day because of that big blood sugar spike. So we want to have not too many calories, but we want to make sure we're also having high protein, high fiber. So those are the fundamentals of a good breakfast, but what does it actually look like in practice, Ben? So I've got a few options here. So I've got a few kind of examples. So there's five examples I'm going to go through. Um, but again, as you said, Rob, like the, you can really kind of have whatever you want as long as it ticks those boxes, high protein, high fiber, minimal processed carbs. So a few options of, of how to put that into practice. The first one would be something like an omelet with vegetables. So if you make yourself an omelet, um, maybe you include some tomatoes, some mushrooms, um, some onions, just fried up and then add it into that omelet as well. Then you're ticking those boxes. So the, you've got the protein coming from the eggs and then you've got the fiber coming from the bedroom. I was going to say from the bedroom for some reason. The fiber <laughs> is coming from the vegetables. And then you have, there's actually no carbs, hardly any carbs in an omelet. You'll have a little bit from the vegetables, but you're having minimal processed carbs. That's ticking all of those options. The second one would be something like porridge with berries and then adding on a protein, either a protein shake on the side or some people like putting a scoop of protein powder into the into the porridge as well, um, whichever of those you prefer the most. So again, if we look at those different things, so high protein, high fiber, so the protein is gonna come from the protein shake. There will be a bit of protein in, um, let's say you make the porridge with um, regular sort of dairy milk, there'll be a little bit of protein in there, but it's gonna be quite minimal. But the porridge itself, so the oats are going to be high in fiber. And if you add some berries in there, berries are, well, they've, they've got some sugars in because they're fruits, but they're very low in sugars. They're not processed at all. They're completely natural. And they're also high in fiber as well. So you're ticking those boxes, high protein, high fiber, minimal processed carbs. The third one you could have, and you might be thinking with the, the omelet or the porridge, well, you know, I might not have time to cook an omelet in the morning. Some people, you know, some people you wake up and you just want to rush out the house and not actually get out the frying pan and cook an omelette. So a good option for that is a protein smoothie. So you can take similar ingredients to what you had in the porridge and just blend it up into a smoothie. So you could take, for example, a small amount of oats. You could chuck in a banana or another piece of fruit, maybe some berries. You can add a scoop of protein powder. You can add maybe a little bit of peanut butter if you want as well. And then you could add, you could have it with milk, you can make it with water, you can make it with a milk alternative, almond milk or whatever it is. But you can blend that all together very, very quickly, very, very easily. 
and tick all of those boxes, high protein, high fiber, and have that sorted. Another sort of quick version as well, I know this is one you have um, have yourself, Rob, um, for sort of a porridge alternative, it's overnight oats as well. So you can make oats, you can make that the night before, you can then have that in the fridge and you can you can have that hot or cold, I think, I believe. Is that right, Rob? What would you recommend? Uh, yeah, I've never, I've never had it hot, so I, I just have it cold if I'm traveling for work or need to grab a quick breakfast and I don't want to get something unhealthy from a service station, then I get a Tupperware, I put the oats in, I pour over, I do almond milk, um, but you could use regular milk if you don't have any issues with it. Some people do. And then I just put berries in it and some cinnamon, which helps to sweeten it up without adding loads of calories. And then you stir it all together. I sometimes put some sultanas in as well because they soak up all the in milk and it's really delicious, but just not too many because they are quite high in sugar when you've got that dried fruit. And then... I can grate an apple into it as well and make like a bit of a strudel flavor. But then, yeah, you just leave it in the fridge, take it out in the morning. You can eat it on the way to work. You can eat it whilst driving. Maybe that's, uh, shouldn't be saying that, but I will sometimes eat it whilst driving. Just don't, don't have an accident because <laughs> it will go everywhere over the car. But they're very practical because you don't need to heat them up and they are actually surprisingly tasty. It's one of those dishes where you hear it and you think, that sounds a bit rough. But I know most people, most of our clients who've tried it do like it, especially if you find the right combination of things for you. Got it. Awesome. Um, that's another option. So overnight oats is a good one. Another one as well. So another egg-based one would be something like poached eggs, smoked salmon, spinach would be an option. Um, you can do infinite amounts of variation on this. Eggs are very, very versatile. So you can do, you could do poached eggs with... Um, you could do ham as well. You could do ham. You could put any sort of fruit, vegetable, salad. You could do tomatoes and cucumber and whatever you want. You could just, but eggs essentially and vegetables will tick those boxes. You've got the protein and then you've got the fiber from whatever vegetables you've added into it. And you could add an additional protein source if you add something like smoked salmon or whatever it is as well. Another option, so fifth option, would be a yogurt-based breakfast. So this is another, probably quite a quick one to make as well. Um, if you go for 0% fat Greek yogurt, so 0% fat Greek yogurt, I know there's been, um, in the past, there's been some people who were like, oh, avoid low fat dairy, these types of things. Um, I'd say go for the low fat dairy, but there's a bit of a caveat with it. So there are some, some elements of low fat dairy where there'll be a yogurt, which is advertised as being low fat. And then what they've done is they've added loads of sugar and other things and flavorings to it to then make it taste good again. However, there are other low-fat dairy, so for example, 0% fat Greek yogurt, where they've simply taken Greek yogurt, which is very high in protein, and they've just removed the fat from it and they haven't added anything back in, which means the calories are lower and you get more protein for the amount that you like for the amount of calories that you're consuming. So 0% fat Greek yogurt is a really good option because it's really high in protein. But then we want to add some fiber in there so you can add some berries in there as well. Maybe you could then sprinkle some oats over the top. Um, so there's lots of different lots of different options there. But just like those are a few kind of examples. Um, but you'll notice they all a lot of those follow the same sort of theme. So they are the ones I've come up with are eggs with vegetables or generally porridge with fruit just in multiple different forms. Um, however, there's probably what what would you recommend, Rob? Have you got any sort of any other options that you think people should uh, consider? There's a couple of like fun ones you could do for the weekend or if you've got a bit more time. So in our cookbook, we, we give a cookbook to every member who joins our program. Um, we have protein pancakes 
And you can also make waffles with the same mix. So I recently got married and someone uh, bought us a waffle maker. Uh, it's a sage waffle maker. It's called the No Mess Waffle Maker. And it's, a, it's as good as it sounds. You literally just make the waffle, take it out, and it's clean and you can make it again, which is amazing. And you use the same mix. The, the, the only difference is you add a few more oats in. So all you need to do is basically add um, an egg and a banana, and you can mix those together in a little mini blender or, or by hand with a, with a fork. And per person, you can add an additional egg and banana. And then for the waffles, you just need to add some oats. So you add in um, about 50 grams of oats per person. You can do a tiny bit less. And then you can also add in a scoop of protein powder. So I usually do 50 grams of oats. I do um, 20 grams of protein powder and then a banana and an egg. If you want to bulk it out a bit more, you can do two bananas. And this is really, really delicious. It's still got the fiber. Bananas have got some fiber in them. The oats have got some fiber in them. And then the protein powder's obviously got protein and the egg has got protein and some healthy fat. So you actually tick loads of boxes. You blend it up and either pour it in your waffle maker or you pour it in your pan and you make a pancake out of it. Um, it's pretty much the same process. And then it feels like a bit more of a treat. So you can have that with berries on top. You can use, there's some like lower calorie um, syrups. So like uh, we have something called Sweet Freedom Caramel, which is a bit like a honey alternative. You could use honey, you just wanna be careful with it because it is a refined carb effectively, even though it's been refined by the bees, um, it's still basically just sugar. So a teaspoon of that and be really careful with the quantity because if you go overboard with that, you'll create those blood sugar spikes and crashes again. Although you'll be way more resilient to those spikes and crashes if you add protein and fiber because those still slow down the digestion of a sugary food. So. I think the most important thing to take away is combining that protein and fiber into your breakfast because the carbs will actually react what they found with the research totally differently when they're combined with those things. Whereas what most people are eating is just all carbs on their own. So I was just on holiday in Mallorca and looking at people's breakfast choices, it was just carbs, carbs, carbs. They'd have like their orange juice, which is carbs and it's been processed. It's not the same as eating an orange because most of the fiber has been removed even with bits. They'd have their pastries, their croissant. They'd then have their like bowl of muesli, all carbs. They might have some fruit, yes, so there's a little bit of fiber in there, but there's no protein at all. And it's almost all processed carbs. They might have their bread as well, their toast. And so they're gonna have this big blood sugar spike and then big crash, they're gonna have low energy. They're gonna be then wanting to eat again in an hour or two. Um, and it's not gonna set them up for success, even if they're not menopausal. If you're menopausal, it's gonna be even worse. So Ben, do you wanna just recap what you need to get in a good choice um, for the people listening. Yeah, so to recap, so you want to have something, a breakfast which is high in protein, that's going to help with fat loss, going to help you with turning up as well as keeping you feeling really full. You want it to be low in processed carbs, so especially kind of anything sort of wheat-based, anything sugar-based, you want to avoid as, as much as you can. You want to contain fiber. Um, you can also, you know, if you can add some vitamins and minerals in there, then brilliant. But a good way to get fiber is oats are a really good one. And then any sort of fruit and veg as well is going to add a bit of fiber in there for you. And overall, you want it to be relatively low calorie, but it, you want it to still be filling. So if you've got that high protein, high fiber, it still will, will be really filling, even if you don't have a, an absolutely massive breakfast. Now, these principles, they hold up for any kind of healthy meal, but... Breakfast is really a meal where people fall down quite a lot um, because you it's it's the meal that you have at the start of the day which sets you up for success during the rest of the day, especially around menopause when it's worse to make those, it's easy to make those symptoms worse with poor nutrition choices. And if you start off the day 
and you know immediately you impact your energy levels you impact the way you feel all of that then has an impact on the choices that you make so if you if your breakfast is not good then it's likely your lunch is going to be worse your snacks are going to be worse your dinner is going to be worse and overall you're going to set you're not going to set yourself up for success over the course of the day i think um yeah that that point about combining things rob was really good as well about it, it's just like what you said before about um looking at it like a log putting a log on the fire that even if you have those refined carbs which is like you know something very quick burning for example like fire lighters or newspaper if you put that in a fire but as well as that you also put a big log on at the same time then you, you maybe you'll have that little burst of energy at the start but then the, that big log is going to take over as well so if you're combining whatever you're having as long as you're combining something high in protein something high in fiber that really should set you up for success and if you can combine that as well with the right type of exercise around menopause so the right nutrition approach the right exercise approach it's possible to see amazing results just like one of our clients abby did yeah so abby abby actually interviewed us for the podcast a couple of weeks ago um because she's been such a fan of the podcast so hopefully you're listening to this abby but this is a um testimonial from abby that she submitted recently so she said before joining trinity being overweight was making me miserable I was overwhelmed and confused because there was so much contradictory information about what to eat and what not to eat. I knew I couldn't stick to things I tried in the past and basically everything Rob was talking about in the video I saw on YouTube advertising the program, um, what she means by that was what she was doing in the past. So she said, since joining Trinity, I've lost two stone and can wear almost everything in my wardrobe again. Getting dressed is no longer a chore and I'm the proud owner of a growing range of kettlebells and I'm still astonished at how much I can lift. I have new habits that I like. I know what to eat for breakfast every day that works for me. And I do three workouts a week consistently. And I have a stronger and more toned body than I've had for 30 years. Join Trinity, you won't regret it. So it's amazing that Abby has not only lost two stone, but she's also stronger and more toned than she's been in 30 years in her 50s. So it's, it's incredible results. And Ben, where can people go if they want to find out more about the plan Abby followed and thousands of other women have followed? Yeah, if you want to find out more about the plan that Abby followed, just head over to www.fit40info.com and you can find all the details on that page. Amazing. So that just about wraps up today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you next week for another episode. I'll see you then. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.